Welcome back to the Sports and Entertainment Express podcast. It's episode 39. A lot to cover in sports and entertainment as I'm your host, Ryan Prasad. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, App Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, or other platforms as well. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast after you're done listening. Remember to follow social media pages, Facebook, the Sports and Entertainment Express, Twitter, at Express underscore pod underscore, and Instagram, SE underscore express 20 or search up the sports and entertainment express before i get into the conversations into the topics i have for episode 39 i want to talk about the incident that happened in texas at the elementary school 19 children and two teachers were shot and now the number has gone up and there are many celebrities who have gone on social media to speak out about this horrific incident says prayers and thoughts aren't enough but taking action is and i completely agree with that but this is what golden state warriors head coach steve kerr said and listen to his anger since we left shoot around 14 children were killed 400 miles from here and a, and a teacher and in the last 10 days we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo, we've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. Enough is enough. The U.S. needs to have stricter gun laws for, for these repeated shootings. But the crazy thing is that the shooter went on social media and posted his plan, basically. The United States have 222 school shootings, and the number has gone up. And I've heard that there have been 11 more just over the weekend. That is just horrendous. That is outrageous. It is in disbelief. And there are countries who have zero school shootings, like Australia, Japan, and UK. When is this all going to end? When will these politicians take in their own hands and get the job done so children can go to school safe? Because school is supposed to be a place where children learn and grow and get their education. And these children were gone within a snap of a finger, within a shot of a gun. And it is very disappointing. Very disappointing. Also, I'll be thinking about this, about the kids throughout my pod here, about the teachers. Let's get right into it. The XFL. XFL reached a new agreement, a new multi-year agreement, to air all games on ESPN and other networks owned by the Walt Disney Company. The beginning in February 2023 and continuing through the spring, 40 regular season games, two semifinals, and one title game will appear on 
ESPN, ABC, and FX. The deal also includes content rights for Disney's digital, social, and streaming outlets like ESPN+. The XFL wants to strive their efforts into being number one against... USFL, where there were agents on May 16th to pitch the league's plans for 2023 and beyond. The top executives of the XFL, Mark Ross, Doug Wally, and Russ Giglio, told agents that the XFL would offer higher salaries and better benefits than the USFL. These three men also suggested the XFL season schedule provides an advantage for players who wants to get subsequent consideration from NFL teams. The USFL players receive $4,500 per week along with bonuses if their team wins and the USFL will pay $75 toward a hotel room rate of $150. But in the XFL, their salaries are higher, which includes a full housing and meal costs during the season. The XFL has has eight teams and are expected to have a 70-man roster with 45 active for games throughout the season, which translates to 560 jobs for players and is, is 200 more than the roster limits in the USFL. Now, I think that's great, and, you know, this creates more jobs, and there is a guarantee for players to pursue their big, long dream on the field, but the future in competition. This could be one heck of a deal. When you look at the two, the XFL and the USFL, I think that USFL has, you know, more, more so college players and everything like that, and they're trying to pursue going to the NFL, or do they go into, you know, something else, but in the way that it is being treated, you would never think that they'd be treated this way, but on the other side, you think about also maybe it's a budget thing maybe you know every team has a certain budget the entire league has a has a budget that they can provide and and help these players achieve what they want to do let's get some iihf hockey and it was an outstanding tournament this year for the iihf men's world championship as canada finished third in group a and surprisingly switzerland was first place this year which has never happened for this country as they have been mostly third or below now france and austria were qualified for the tournament this year as russia and belarus were expelled from the tournament which was interesting to see there were some very interesting matchups as denmark made history winning against canada in regulation to be first time ever victory in group a you had switzerland germany canada and slovakia in the quarterfinals and in group b you had finland sweden czechia and the united states in the quarterfinals the crazy thing is, it was Finland who hosted, and they hosted in two cities, Helsinki and Tepera. And man oh man, it was one heck of a game against Canada and Finland after Canada scored in regulation to send it to overtime. And this is what happened. Simpson trying to dig for it. Canada can't clear it out. Case gonna, with a minute to go on the power play to Granlund. Granlund feeds it across, man, and shoots, scores! Shakari Bannon, the overtime winner, and the Finns have won the goal on home ice. 
Yes, Finland winning gold on home ice. And it's amazing to think that this is their third title, the third championship win. And they beat Canada. Finland had a, quite a good roster, actually. When you look at the Canadian roster was good. They played hard and everything like that. But, you know, Finland, I think Finland was just there and just wanting to pick up that victory and win it on home soil. So that is what they did. And that is what happened. And the funny thing is, you know, Finland won, of course. Canada was second. They were, uh, they won silver and Cheka won bronze. And I thought the States would have at least won that game against Cheka, but you never know what's going to happen. So that was a very interesting matchup against States and Cheka. Canada played Finland. That was a, a really good one there, you know. So it's nice to have the IIHF World Championship back and to watch that because it's just amazing. Let's get right into some entertainment now. There has been some big changes coming around in Hollywood, like for movies. For you have probably seen a lot of singers get into the movie side of things, but she has been levitating quite a bit and now making her debut on the big screen. It's Dude Lipa, and she is trying to be part of an A-list group in Hollywood where she landed a role in the Barbie movie opposite to Margaret Robbie as Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, and Sorsha Rowan, Sersha Rowan, starring in the film. Now, you can say Duda Lipa is levitating into both music and movies. If you didn't know, she already made her debut on the big screen in Argyle. So I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you know, artists, music artists are, are wanting to take the chance and want to get the jump onto the big screen and see what happens. And if they like it, they're going to like it. If they don't, well, at least they got the music career uh, still going and they can just continue off there and making amazing hits. And But you know what? It's good, you know, good for Duda Lipa to get herself something people that wouldn't get people to know her for. You know, she's really known for her music. So I think that's really cool. The Junos and Billboard's Music Awards for this year has come and gone. But what a year it was for both award shows, which were back-to-back, which I thought, you know, is very weird. I thought it would be at least, you know, a week or maybe a few days. Like, you know, the Junos were on a uh, Monday and then, you know, you got the, you'd have the Billboard's on a Friday. Who knows? But you know what? Fine. I'll talk about the Junos first where Simeon Lou hosted and he did a fantastic job. He had a couple of funny bits here and there, but there were so many amazing categories at the Junos and a lot of Canadian artists whose hard work is getting noticed, especially with Indigenous artists for a good reason. The Weeknd, Sean Mendez and the Arkells won an award, but I think award shows happen. It's amazing to see one big crowd unite to celebrate the music because as Dogecat says, everyone knows to dance to to music through the message of a song. It, it is quite true. And I mean, you know, there's some great, you know, music out there that, you know, people are going to love. And there's some music that out there that people aren't going to love because it is overplayed or it's just not as popular. But the society we live in. Chris Bosch, NBA player, made an appearance at the Junos and gave out the Canadian Music Hall of Fame award to the first black woman to be inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame who thanked the people who helped her out and fulfilling her dreams 
and where she landed today. That was Deborah Cox, amazing artist, actually performed a very well done. Good for her. Uh, there were some outstanding performances like Avril Lavigne and also Arcade Fire, which is nice to see that Canadian content because, you know, the Junos is really Canadian orchestrated, so it's nice to see that there is a Canadian award show that allows Canadian artists to be recognized in. Let's get right into the 2022 Billboard Awards, and it was an amazing show. It was really enjoyable to watch this year uh, with, you know, uh, Sean Combs, Pete Diddy, as we all know, who hosted and did a great job. There are many performances that stood out like Lotto, Mega Stallion, Becky G, Machine Gun Kelly, Travis Scott, and many more. Um, but there was one award that, you know, stuck out and that was given out than all the other awards. The competition in music in category is so crazy. You would think that all the artists would win it, but you only get one artist that will win that award. There was a one award that was given out to Mary J. Blige, which was the Billboard Icon Award for her career achievements. When Mary Jane Blige accepted the award, she also acknowledged Janet Jackson for being the inspiration to look up to and pursue a music career. And it's always nice to hear that because you never hear that a lot at award shows, the acknowledgments of a music artist to a music artist that often and it was just very nice and I think this message from Mary and her definition of an icon the way the world is now I think people think icons are born that way they become a legend overnight but that is definitely not the case it takes a lot of time hard work and a lot of surviving trial and error to achieve greatness What an icon means to me is overcoming obstacles to accomplish the unthinkable and be widely admired for having influence over a multitude of people. And that is what I've always represented. <clears throat> I've, been on, I've been on this journey for a long time, one that didn't always look the way you see me now. One that is filled with a lot of heartache and pain but God helped me to channel those experiences and emotions into my music, which is where I started. Yes, of course, that's where she practically started and everything like that. Now, this message is a friendly reminder of how hard these music artists actors and so on behind the scenes people too work so hard to get where they are as individuals to enjoy the journey along the way so olivia rodrigo won three awards streaming song artist uh, billboard 200 album and radio songs artist kivion won new artist award justin bieber taylor swift and doja cat all won awards too a nice reminder that you know the they work so hard and i know there's you know individuals people that they dislike artists and and like artists now let's get into the next topic here and there's so much interesting things happening in the entertainment world right now and talking about you know the music the awards it's all great and everything you know what tiktok has really got to quite a level of success 
And now, TikTok is testing the ground for new singles. But the bigger question is why labels love the idea and some artists slash writers do not. Now, back in the day, an artist or band to use flyers also use word of mouth, which is still used these days. But I find it's a better way of presenting yourself, knowing what your content, whatever it may be, to be you know shown or talked about among people and create that audience. But to show their performance for unreleased songs live or at radio stations for decades, but thanks to TikTok and other successful DIY social media campaigns, but not everyone thinks it's a good business. Spotify, Apple Music, and other platforms in the start, it was a low-cost method for unsigned talents to casually test the audience reaction to where you can pre-save their songs, which has come to be to be the norm. Charlie Poo Jack Harlow, SZA, who are established artists to tease it on TikTok first before releasing it officially. Now, where the real disparity between artists and songwriters slash producers come into play, says Benjamin Groff, founder of Brill Building Publishing. He says the artist will gain followers, created additional exposure, and may have been a record deal. The songwriters and producers are left uncompensated and uncredited and that's a, a very important thing i mean it's like taking a photograph on social media and not being credited for that photo think about it that way now though dropping a teaser on tiktok is not the way to have it released officially as to releasing it on streaming platforms legally speaking the app itself has licensing agreements in places with all the major music companies and the National Music Publishers Association to pay out for the use of music on TikTok. Lucas Keller says the reason why it's been used is because of a major marketing strategy where a number of top producers to fall in line with it. He also points out songwriting agreements and production fees should be settled in advance, whereas other companies who are contemplating solutions. The songwriters and producers be paid a kill fee. Now, what is a kill fee, you may ask? Well, it's an insurance against your work getting canned. Or, in other words, your client may simply have a change of heart and decide the person doesn't fit into their plans anymore. Now, Johnson, Groff, and Keller say we need to find a system for this that takes care of everyone. Our industry needs to adjust and I think that's so true. I think the industry does have to adjust and everything like that as we adapt to a whole new way of living and a whole way of technology and everything like that. It's hard and, you know, some of the things that are technical, logical now, um, technological made for, it's surprising but also, it also, at times it doesn't really help because then I find that there's a, a laziness that kicks in for people. You may disagree or, di or agree with my opinion here, but, but also, you know, catering to everyone is not the ideal thing. You cannot cater to everyone. You can cater to a certain amount of people, and that is it. But with music is nice enough. And, you know, with music, it is catered to a certain audience, but at the same time, there isn't so much music out there that is not heard of, that is not played on the radio, that should be played on the radio just for testing the waters and seeing if people like it or not. There are so many artists 
artists out there. They have albums. They have many songs on one album. And there's probably only two to three top songs on that album. And all the other ones, they are not that great. And some, to some people's ears, it may sound fantastic. And it is different because their tone, the melody, whatever it may be, it finds the ear and everyone's ear listens to things differently. But other than that, you know, I think TikTok is doing a, a pretty good thing. But as I said before, you know, it's these production companies, producers, writers, everything behind the scenes that they should get paid and everything. They are getting paid. But if TikTok is trying to be a one hit wonder app, then I don't know what's real in this world. Uh, that's all the opinions and topics I got for you. Thank you for listening to episode 39. You can listen on to this on Spotify, App Podcasts, or whichever platform you listen on. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast after you're done listening. Follow the social media pages, Twitter, at Express underscore pod underscore, Facebook, the Sports and Entertainment Express, and Instagram, SE underscore Express 20. Mm-hmm.